Welcome to Alphabet Flying Psychopedia and Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with a guest, and we talk about all the characters and worlds we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Art, and with me today are two people who are technically a minor uh, ghostwriter villain together, a gestalt. It's Mike <laughs> and hello. Jessica. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, you got to explain this. How are we a minor minor ghostwriter? How are we a minor ghostwriter villain? I'm curious. Well, today we're going to be we're going to be talking about Aqueduct, um, who used to go by the name Water Wizard, which I think is a lot better name. Agreed. Um, That's a way better name. Yeah, I mean, Aqueduct makes him sound like, oh, I'm a respectable water wielding villain. I'm a piece of but, architecture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, but, I'm a piece of, piece of Greco-Roman uh, architectural history. Yeah, but um, also, I don't know. I'm going to say his old outfit looked kind of slutty to me in a way, in a good way, not in a slave, shabby way. Uh, his dude just looks like, you know, 90s stuff. But but yeah, if you were to create a character named Aqueduct, what what would y'all do? I would want him to turn into an actual aqueduct. I don't know. That just sounds really rad. Like, if he could be, like, a full-size aqueduct, like, that would mess some stuff up, like, real quick. (laughs) Probably I would do something along the lines of, like, having him being able to teleport via water. Uh, No, that's not one of his powers. Okay. Um, but, But, yeah, so, real name is uh, Peter Van Sant, and this is the Water Wizard look, which I feel looks kind of like, you know, even though completely covered, a little slutty. What, the orange <laughs> outfit with the thigh-high boots? Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> just looks real, just like, you know. They're I'm, not I'm, even thigh-high boots. They're like crotch-high boots. <laughs> yeah, like, also, also in that picture, he looks very dejected. Well, I mean, I kind of would be, too, if I looked like a knockoff, like, Aquaman. I mean, to be honest, that's kind of the the vibe of the 70s, though, was like there was a lot of that that costume aesthetic where it was like it was it was very I don't know, like it felt like something out of the Rocky Horror Picture Show in a lot of ways. It was that that era of weird sci fi and horror where it was almost bondage like. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's I think that well, that was a time where I think they would basically just draw like someone who was basically naked and then drew lines over them pretty much. Like, it seems like they don't do that as much now, but, like, it was definitely no. a thing that they did. <laughs> there was a really famous quote, I think, from Neil Adams where he described superheroes as naked people with lines drawn on them. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely, like, yeah. But this is what this is what his most recent outfit looks like, which is just, okay. I don't know, it's very 90s. It's, like, green. Very practical looking. Yeah, mm-hmm. has has goggles. Uh, it's green with blue accents. Um, I mean, he did grow out his he did grow out his hair. Maybe long, long red. Uh, you know, he's a long redheaded ginger. So, um, you know, I'm surprised uh, not half of the men in X Men uh, book like fallen fallen for him already. So, but 
Uh, but yeah, so Peter Van Zant, which I like that name a lot. Zant is a good name. Uh, alias Water Wizard was the other alias, which I, again, way better of a name. Um, yeah, it's got that alliteration. I, yeah. Also, I just like calling, I, also, I just like things being called wizards, too. You know, it's pretty cool. Uh, identity is known to the authorities. Uh, criminal, former U.S. soldier, uh, uh, is his occupation. So he, he's basically like, you know, he's like grade A henchman material. Uh, he's a, it's a U.S. citizenship with a criminal record, born in Chicago, Illinois. No known relatives. Used to be part of the Thunderbolts army. Uh, Masters of Evil, Force of Nature, and the U.S. Army, and first appeared in Ghost Rider issue number twenty-two. And let me get you a link to the what the cover looks like. Um, there it is. Oh, we have Cover Piece Theater as well. Okay. Um, cover Piece Theater. Yeah. So first showed up in Ghost Rider issue number twenty-three in. April 1977 and uh, the wrath of the water wizard. And this cover I feel is a good one. Uh, it feels very seventies ghost rider. Uh, just kind of set the scene up a little bit. You have ghost rider on, uh, on a flaming bike on, a, on his flaming bike, not as a motorcycle, not as flaming as it uh, is now because it was a little bit before he hellified everything he rode, but he's being grabbed by, what looks like a water construct that is being controlled by the water wizard. Um, and I don't, are they in a town? I don't know if they're inside or outside on that, but yeah, is he inside or outside? I can't really tell. I, it uh, looks like he's in a lab. Yeah. I was going to say there's a computer or something in the background. So it looks like he's in a, he's indoors somehow, which not the best place to do water stuff mm. is a place with a lot of electronics right. i don't know also not the best place to do motorcycle combat either right <laughs> exactly <laughs> so, but uh but yeah so but uh what is uh what's what's ghost rider saying what's because <laughs> that rider? thing from the waterfall it's drowning my mystic flame what's water wizard saying jessica as it shall swiftly drown you demon I was under the impression that his flame was of a magical source and water didn't affect it. Uh, maybe that was a thing You'd later. <laughs> That's kind of what I thought it was, too. <laughs> like, there's a whole thing where he could ride his motorcycle on water because it's magic and he could do whatever he wants with it, uh, basically. Um, but, you know, it's kind of whatever. But this feels very, very much like um, early. Um, early Ghost Rider. Uh, this would have been after the Tony Isabella. No, I think this would have been right before the Tony Isabella run, right? Because this was, uh, Don Hank was penciling, Jerry Conway was writing. Um, uh, yeah, this would have been, I think before the Tony Isabella run. Um, was but, Tony Isabella the one that wanted to have him meet Jesus? I think so. I think so. Okay. I, I'm not, I, I'm going to have to catch up a little bit more. On my early Ghost Rider or Ghost Rider in general, that might be one of my next big read throughs. Um, but but yeah, but yeah. So he was a uh, early Ghost Rider villain, which feels really out of place uh, for some reason. Like he looks more of a I don't want to say Spider Man villain, but he just it's mostly because he has the same origin as most Spider Man villains. So you know, mm. but uh, but yeah. Um, so 
uh, gravely wounded by an enemy rocket in an Asian military conflict. I wonder which one there would that be? Probably would have been Vietnam, right? Seventies. Yeah, mm-hmm. if it was seventy-seven. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Vietnam, Vietnam would or the Korean War. Well, that mm. would have been like twenty. I think it'd probably be Vietnam because Korea, uh, Korean War would have been too early, a little bit. Um, but, <clears throat> but American soldier Peter Van Sant was airlifted to a, a hospital ship during a typhoon. Doctors were unable to perform like a standard surgery, and they treated. They decided to treat him with an experimental cell a simulator, an effort to like help heal him. But, you know, lightning happened and it hit the device and it fused the circuits and it allowed him to like get quick, like real quickly get better. Um, he didn't realize he had his powers immediately, but he did. Um, but he did realize that his powers were apparently to the storm and developed the ability to control like water. Um, and this is a nice slam. Unimaginative in nature. He spent years developing this ability with no clear idea how to use it and without telling anyone so he's just like cool look i could i could do this and just could think of a single thing like there's so many things you could do with water powers but um but his friend uh jerry uh Molisky, uh aka the mole uh convinced him to turn to crime so really anyone could have said hey you have water powers why don't you like i don't know become a superhero or why don't you Become a circus performer, <laughs> or I it don't sounds know. like it sounds like he only told his one shady friend. I mean, I'm sorry, but if you have a friend named Mole, and that's the one guy you decide to tell you have like water powers to, like, yeah, you're probably gonna start doing some crime. Okay, like <laughs> there's just so many things you could do with with this. I mean, power. these days, God, we would love to have someone like this in California. Like, we're in the middle of a drought like come on like set up set up yourself as a private contractor like we will pay you all the money like i just like i really don't understand why more people with powers in the marvel universe just set up shop using their powers for money in a non-criminal way because you could get away with a lot more crimes being a business owner than you can be a criminal most of the time well, what would probably really happen is friggin' Aqueduct would start working for Nestle or something. Honestly. Yeah, I was going to say, it's almost like capitalism is the greatest evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, so he used his powers to create watery monsters to, to steal cash and bonds, seeking a uh, quick fortune for himself. Uh, but he was, like, real nervous. Um, he would successfully escape the police and build a reputation as a local criminal. Uh, the mob bo- uh, mob leader, the enforcer, or Charles Delancey Jr., also the person who they think was the scourge for a long time, uh, the brother of that person, um, offered uh, Van Sant a million dollars to kill Ghost Rider. Um, mm-hmm. After procuring a a uh, disintegrating rig, a ring for the enforcer uh, on the bottom of the harbor, uh, Van Zant attacked Ghost Rider on the set of the Stuntmaster show, where... where, Oh, there it is. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Where he was told that the... told by the enforcer that Blaze worked. Uh, Ghost Rider Hellfire struck Van Zandt, frightening him deeply, causing him to flee like his soul was burning. Well, that's because it was. That's what his fire does. It burns your soul. It's magic. Also, why you try to fight the flamey skull dude if you're nervous all the time? 
I feel like you need more nerves for that. I'm a nervous person. I don't want to fight someone on fire. No, you got to go in there with the confidence of a mediocre white guy. Oh, I mean, yeah, that guy looks like he has that confidence. You have to be a white. You have to be a white frat uh, frat uh, kid that had one white claw in him, and then you could do you know that that that's the uh, confidence you need. Um, but the enforcer captured Blaze, threw him over a cliff, but the hero returned and defeated Van Zant with a series of punches. I would feel very. I wouldn't feel great if Ghost Rider decided to defeat me with punches. Be like, no, you're not good enough for me to spit hellfire on. I'm just gonna punch you like a normal person could. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, Van Zant found his newfound confidence, like badly shaken by his encounter with the supernatural Ghost Rider and the soul searing uh, pain he experienced. Which he's probably one of the smarter pers- people who fought Ghost Rider because a lot of them seem to not learn that but but yeah uh eventually ending his unproductive uh partnership with maliski uh van zant sought safety in numbers so hiring on with uh, many other criminals uh, as the uh, corrupt tycoons justice hammer justin hammers bodyguards but he fled during attack by iron man who he had little doubt could defeat him who he had little doubt could defeat him easily Months later, law enforcement closed in on him. Van Sant relocated to Chicago, where he saw Ghost Rider pass by. Uh, he attacked the hero anew, but he was defeated. In his most humiliating failure, uh, the failure to date, Ghost Rider left Van Sant knocked out, knocked down, and sitting in a puddle before riding away. I mean, that doesn't sound that humiliating, but whatever. Uh, discouraged and questioning. I mean, do we worth. know what a what the puddle was of? Was it of water or was it of <laughs> something well, a little more yellow and self generated? Well, it could be. Oh, he could have. He could have. That could be it. Uh, as we'll find out later, he can also uh, control other liquids as well. So you know, I don't know. It could be a lot of things. Uh, but yeah. So so he was discouraged and questioning his fourth. Uh, Van Zandt was surprised when the mystic uh, Moondark sought an alliance with him. Uh, Moondark restored Van Zandt's costume and enhanced his powers and sent him against their mutual enemy Ghost Rider. Though Moondark gave him like specific instructions, uh, Van Zandt's uh, confidence was boosted by his new abilities and he attacked impetuously, uh, manipulating Lake Michigan's water. Hmm. Uh, Though the water wizard was nearly successful against Ghost Rider this time, Moondark revealed his presence and was sent running by the Ghost Rider. With his powers at normal levels, uh, he was like, just, he got trounced again. And uh, he was blasted with Hellfire, and he was driven to the edge of madness by uh, by the ordeal, and was taken uh, to the Rosedale Sanitarium for treatment. So it sounds like all of his early appearances, he's just a, a goon that really exists to get, you know, thrashed by whoever the hero is. Yeah, that that's most, I will say that most of these, uh, what I will say is like top tier henchmen, you know, henchmen with powers that can be powerful. Um, a lot of their stuff is just like, they fight the person and then they, they, and then they get, they sometimes they almost win, but most of the time it's just like, they get defeated. They get defeated. They get defeated. Their shakens get 
they they have a shaken confidence. They get defeated, but but you know he 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 tries. He tries though, kind of. But uh, but yeah. So days later, after being taken to the uh, sanitarium, a Ghost Rider freed him to put his water control to good use by aiding a drought-stricken town in Indiana. And Van Sant like reluctantly agreed. Uh, so, <laughs> which I feel like that's how you do you do it. And then eventually, once you're the only person that can bring water to an area, you extort the people for I'm money. I'm telling you. Legally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm telling you, capitalism, man. I like, it's just so many times, like, all they need to do is just ex- legally extort people for their money. It's so much easier than having to get beat up all the time. The only reason why Wilson Fisk is, like, around all the time is because he does capitalism. Every time he teams up with a with Hydra or something, he gets trounced. Yeah. But uh but yeah, so a Middle Eastern sheik, uh Harane Harani, uh then tried to kidnap Van Zant, who chose to go with uh Harani uh, willingly rather than be returned to the sanitarium. Uh the Sheik uh taught Van Zant to control other liquids besides water, including oil. Uh, regaining his uh, confidence, Van Sant terrorized uh, various oil refineries on Harani's Haran- uh, behalf until meeting fresh defeat by and demoralization at the hands of Ghost Rider in the Arabian Night, uh, Abdul Kum- uh, Kumar, who happens to be the person we're going to talk about next, which is, you know, a thing, I guess. Yeah, so this would have been what, like the 80s? Yeah, this would have been. Yeah, this would have probably been the 80s, most likely. Um, there was a lot of uh, questionable things happening in Marvel Comics at, uh, during the 80s um, surrounding Saudi Arabia and other fake Middle Eastern countries. Yeah, I was going to say it was it was a real popular trope to, to use very, like, really racist stereotypes of Middle Eastern people um, in that era. I mean... Like if you want, if you want a really egregious example of it, go watch the Chipmunks movie from the eighties, where uh, oh yeah, um, I forgot about uh, that movie. Yeah, where where Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson, uh, voices a a Middle Eastern prince, I think, and it's he's like trying to enslave the Chipettes. It's real gross, guys. Like it's real bad. Oh yeah, there's there's also at this time uh, a somewhat. A B, I would say a B-lister villain was uh, Facade, I want to say, which is like a sheik that was turned into like a digital signal that was like taking over computers and stuff. Um, mm. Trying to think of other ones. Yeah. And also, I think Peter David wrote some uh, wrote some questionable stuff as well, involving the Hulk in the Middle East as well, like Ooh. injecting some like real American style politics of into it uh yeah so cool that's that's fun that's a fun thing that happens um and we'll talk a little bit more about it next episode as well uh so when scourge of the underworld uh, began assassinating multiple villains criminal entrepreneur um gabe gilbert aka firebrand uh recruited uh, many other concerned super criminals to do something about it arriving late for their meeting Water Wizard found Gilbert and the other criminals murdered by Scourge. Um, and also, he was wearing a Muscle Beast shirt as well. <laughs> it was apparently to be a. Uh, um, if this was in Medina County, 
uh, Bar with No Name, Medina County, Ohio. And uh, when I was doing the uh, Grinwald version of these, the, my favorite thing was going through the Book of the Dead version of it, because every minor villain's the last paragraph would be, <laughs> it'd be final issue. Medina County, Ohio, Captain America, 319. And then you'd oh, be like, funny. oh, the Scourge got the Scourge got them. The Scourge got them. <laughs> and Scourge would disrespect these villains so hard. Well, one of them was a blue streak, where he basically put out tax to make the blue streak's wills not work on the highway. And then he picked them up and they're just like, like, oh, thank you. Bam. The other one was like Death Adder. Death Adder just woke up from like a 20-year coma, basically, in a crystal. And, like, Scourge just happened to be right above the manhole cover he was uh, he was lifting up uh, underneath Four, uh, four, four Freedoms Plaza. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, that's, that's a fun era of Captain America. The Scourge of the Underworld era is really great. Um, well, and the Scourge was originally an Iron Man character, right? Yeah. Well, like... Well, no, it's Firebrand. Firebrand was an Iron Man villain. It was, um, uh, you know how when um, a lot of uh, Western media portrays um, actual leftist politics, they have to make the leftist a po- like a terrorist so you don't agree with them mm-hmm. at the end? Well, uh, that's, what, that's what they did with uh, Firebrand. Firebrand was a person who was just like, this is unethical for people like Tony Stark to have so much power over the U.S. government and in the in industry, we should do something about it. Well, after being defeated after so many times, be like, well, I could just make money off of being a consultant now. <laughs> and he would just like basically consult people on how to do like you know supervillainy and stuff. At that point, which is, I mean, which would be an okay turn for someone else that wasn't actually spouting like pretty decent politics about how. Corporate America is is actually in control of you know politics, but you know, but yeah. But it kind of it kind of it, it was a whole big big old thing. I don't remember exactly where Scourge started. That's the thing. It was a long run, um, and there was like a million little red herrings there because they would be like, "Well, this person could be the Scourge. This person could be the Scourge." And it turns out when Scourge when they caught the Scourge, another Scourge killed that Scourge. But uh, but yeah, so he arrived late for the uh, meeting, but and he found like all of the other, all of his friends and colleagues uh, murdered. Uh, he sought help, uh, actually sought help from Captain America, and uh, the hero captured Scourge uh, while Van Zant was in hiding, and later turned in Van Zant for his apparent uh, for his apparent first prison term. Uh, subsequently, manipulated by Doctor Doom's aggression enhancer. Uh, into attacking the Fantastic Four when they spoke before Congress against an early superhuman uh, registration act, Van Sant ignominiously quarreled with the similarly powered Hy- Hydro Man and was easily captured. <laughs> I bet that was. I'm trying to think. I haven't read that issue, but like I imagine Hydro Man would be able to control himself more. So I don't know. Um. <clears throat> Uh, after a failed assault on the Avengers, Van Zandt was subdued by construction worker Percy Stevens. Uh, that would be embarrassing, honestly. That'd be more embarrassing than being defeated by a Ghost Rider. When you have as much power as he does. Just a regular construction worker. But <laughs> like, did, uh, did this construction worker ever go on to be anything else? Or I don't think so. That's the thing. Yikes. 
Uh, <clears throat> uh, he subsequently attended the Ames Weapons uh, Expo on Boca Caliente, but mindful of his poor record to date, avoided direct attention from Captain America and his allies, which I guess that's one thing about being someone who loses all the time. You don't really get the headlines as much. Yeah. Um, he was then hired by the uh, ecolo- uh, ecological activist known as Project Earth. Water Wizard gained a new costume and used the co- uh, a new costume, cause, and code name. As Aqueduct, he represented the element Earth in the Project's Earth's. I'm saying that all wrong. He represented the elemental water in uh, PE's. A force of nature field team. Uh, the three other classical elements were represented by his teammates: Firewall, Armin, Lenny, Terraformer, uh, a plant man simuloid, and Skybreaker, the inhuman Aereo. Oh, that's where Aereo went. Yeah, Aereo was. I re- only remember Aereo because he was. I don't know. He's one of the most useless of the <laughs> of the Inhumans, and there's a lot of useless Inhumans. I don't think I've heard of any of these characters. Well, Plant no. Man, I like Plant Man. I like Plant Man a lot, mostly because his first cover is him def- is him defeating the Human Torch with the dew off of some bushes. Well, we know Plant Man, but like we do know Pl- Plant you said Man. It was, yeah, yeah, you were a saying simuloid. it was a Plant Man simuloid. Yeah, we know Plant Man from the Marvel oh. Holiday Specials, where he mm-hmm. met up with Captain Ultra. Oh yeah, who, who is Captain Jessica's Ultra. favorite character? Freaking uh, Captain, like, <laughs> Captain Ultra is, uh, you know, he, I have a soft spot for him because you can scare him off with a lighter. Like that's how bad his yeah. fire is. So, like, you know, that's fun. Uh, also, Garish. Um, you know, I don't know. I like it a little bit because just like I just want to be on a team. I don't care if it's a villain or hero. I just want to be on a team and <laughs> just tries out yeah. for things all the time. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, he he's also a stand-up comedian who has rotten luck. Yeah, I I'm a big I'm I I like Captain. I'm gonna uh, he's he's gonna come up in the second volume where I have a overly long, uh, not as long as the amount of characters that are gonna have black in the name. I think I'm gonna have almost two months, no, two and a half months of just of nothing but episodes with characters with the with the word black and as their as their first adjective. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. So that's gonna be fun. Um but but yeah, so they got a bunch of nobodies, basically. Also, wait, Terraformer, a plant man simulator. Okay, like Terraformer, like Earth? Wouldn't would they want someone who can do like stuff with dirt? Not like plants? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I mean Yeah, yeah, you know, Earth Earth and plants are often kind of synonymous. So hmm. I, 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 you know, I just, I just always separate them out as separate things, but that's me. But yeah, I finally have something to believe in. Van Zant enthusiastically adopted his new ecological cause uh, and became more deadly and proficient in use of his powers. Um, in his, this capacity, his teammates, he and his teammates terrorized Brazilian rainforest developers, even killing some in, a, um, in an attempt to limit their destruction of the rainforest. In time, I, the New Warriors. Yeah. The, okay, so this is the New Warriors. This would have been right around the same time there was that plot in uh, NFL Super Pro when he goes down to like Brazil for a, a, a oh, soccer yeah. game or whatever. That's right. Because we yep. talked about that. We have an episode about Super Pro. And uh, yep. yeah, like <laughs> it's a thing. 
Yeah, that's you know. Also, it's it's nice to have you know the villains fight for for like a technically virtuous goal and just uh, again i don't like they always do this they always do this be like oh yeah he has technically has a good goal but uh, you know we have to make them a terrorist so you don't agree with them yeah yeah uh but the new warriors defeated and captured the quartet during this fight zant was embarrassingly defeated when he tried blasting namorita with water which only strengthened her (laughs) that would do it um yeah uh on a later assignment in the war torn country of Transabal, with a new firebrand replacing firewall on the team the uh the force intervened in a complicated political conflict between government forces led by general uh, hamza hamdala oh, no whoop, hamlada and and the people's rebellion led by iraq Minzbala, the people uh, of the people's armed front, using deadly uh, methods to stop raging oil fires and ultimately breaking con- uh, contract with their backers. Perhaps overcompensating for his earlier Middle East defeat, Aqueduct developed an unprecedented violent strength and briefly dyed his hair to reflect the change. So, so he wait, what color uh, did he dye what? his hair? I mean, I hope it's. I hope it's black because that's the only thing because like, I mean, that's that's how you do it in sitcoms. Whenever the person like, you know, they're they're now evil. They dye their hair black or red. No, they depending. They grow a goatee, man. Come on. Like, well, he has long <laughs> hair. Star Trek now. taught us anything. He has long hair now. Maybe he can't grow. Wait, does he have a beard? No, no. He, I don't I don't think he could grow a beard. I feel like they would give him a beard if he, they gave him one, you know. But yeah, so other members of the force. uh also briefly appeared as darker polluted versions of themselves. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Like, yeah. Well, no, he, has, like- he basically has polluted water. So instead of around him. So wait, what's the polluted version of fire? Is, does it just smell like a tire fire the entire time? <laughs> I a guess more green hues in it. Smells like, like a smells like a dumpster. <laughs> probably you just get like some extra rainbow colors in there from all the different chemicals. Like I just, okay. So polluted version of plants. What would that be? Uh, I can't think. I don't know. It'd what be does withered it mean? And gross. <laughs> like he's the only person that could be more polluted. Everything else. Would it be there or would it just smell bad? That's the difference. Right. In case you hear this in the background there, uh, there's a, there's a repair going on that messes with the uh, fire alarms in my building, and I, if I'm honest, I kind of want to uh, just keep on recording, so I will try my best to cut them out. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, normally they go off sooner than this. I'm going to keep on going. Am I going to be able to? That's going to be the question. Do you mind if I... Do you mind if I pause for like five minutes? Basically, no, fine. Just gonna pause it. Yeah, so let's just um probably I would say let's do this and then the next guy and then that way Jessica's got time to reset yeah. for her podcast and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, uh, uh. But yeah, for for whatever reason, they're a more polluted version of themselves. Uh, but finally, Project Earth sent the uh, new warriors or Treve. To recover their wayward operatives after Force had been out of contact for uh, for weeks, uh, following the battle which Aqueduct helped 
uh, kill a military commander, General Hamza Halada. And the force teamed up with the warriors and local rebels to end the conflict, toppling dictator Jafaha Dal. I have a feeling that's uh, probably more than mildly racist somehow. I mean, it's also probably like this was right around the era of the war in Iraq the first time around, uh, mm-hmm. Desert Storm. So it yeah, makes sense that they'd be doing Storm. something around there. Yeah, because this would have also been around the time Peter David was writing um, Hulk fighting uh, like the mandroids that were sold to mm. a Middle Eastern country, I want to say. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so he basically was imprisoned in the vault with a teammate uh, Terraformer and briefly joined other uh, prisoners and arrived for better conditions until his uh, fellow inmate Vance a- uh, Astrovic convinced the warden to negotiate peace. And that would have been the Vance Astrovic who was not the one in the OG Guardians of the Galaxy, but the one who had his powers activated early in his life by the OG Vance Astro and joined the new warriors as justice. That was always such a bizarre thing, how there were two different Vance Astrovics in the Marvel 616 universe. Yeah. But it's also, it's also one of like, no one ever wants to, I mean, it never comes up naturally in a conversation, but I do like bringing up how there are two Vance Astros and one of them was activated by the older version of, of himself. Um, but people don't talk about new warriors a lot, so I don't get to bring that up a lot. I mean, we almost got a TV show with them, but that wound up going nowhere after they made the pilot. So in another universe in another universe, uh, also in another universe, we would have had a power pack show. Mm. Mm. It wasn't that bad of a pilot. It was an okay. I mean, I suggest looking up the power pack pilot. I mean, the CG was a little bad because it was, early 90s i want to say i'm gonna have to check this but, out yeah <laughs> the the girl the little girl they got to play uh katie was adorable and appropriately aged as well so that's mostly you just need to get katie right for me to really like a, like a power pack thing i need mm. to like katie a lot and like kind of be annoyed by jack if you get that right i'm gonna be pretty good for the most part um uh but yeah so after a period of inactivity uh during which the force seemingly disbanded uh, aqueduct and his ecological uh, agenda was abandoned and he chose to seek profit from crime. Once again, and joined the crimson cow. And this is the Justine hammer one. Um, and her new masters of evil, uh, the villains offered a salary benefits and commission and a permanent headquarters. Hey, which, which in exchange for exclusive service for the cow, um, which I will say, it works for the Serpent Society. It works for them. They're they're mm-hmm. fine. They have loyal. They have loyal. Comp- they have loyal uh, employees. Um, the uh, Sidewinder can just teleport you out of jail if you ever get caught. You get benefits. I love it. Pay all of that. I know. It's just which you know more more. Like, and also, you can set up. You can set it up as a quote unquote legitimate business if you wanted to. If you tried hard enough, and you can do crimes the, the way a lot most crimes happen through, through capitalism so uh but yeah so their uh global weather control blackmail plot the was like actually thwarted by villains turned heroes the thunderbolts uh later the heroes fought a civil war wow that's a that's a jump that would have been like a five-year jump probably i think mm. 
Maybe less. I don't know. Um, but the superheroes fought a civil war over the Superhuman Registration Act, and the U.S. government temporarily forced Aqueduct to join the Thunderbolts Army, where, ironically, he was trained by those who he had recently had recently defeated him. As part of their Omega Squad, he and villains such as Killer Shrike, Ox, Snake Marsden, and Slide uh, participated in one mission in Australia against humans who received powers from the Universal Wellspring. Afterwards, Van Sant was pre uh, was presumably imprisoned. Hmm. That's it. He's uh. That's a real abrupt ending. Yeah, I don't really think he has too much more either. That's um, I don't remember seeing him in anything else. Oh, he's in. Oh no, that was during that was that was during Dark Reign, I guess. No, he's part of Siege, but so was a lot of villains. So I don't think that really counts too much. Um, but yeah, that's that's Aqueduct. Um, I will go over the things, and I have trivia time as well. So I'll I'll ask two questions since there's two of you. <clears throat> so he's five ten, brown eyes, red hair, weighs uh two ten. Uh, he can psionically control water within 500 feet of him by stacking water molecules. He can do constructs, animating and manipulating them into attacking others and otherwise doing his bidding. He has absolute control over the uh, cr- creations until the creation is dissipated, or he loses focus or concentration or consciousness. He can pull liquid water and other liquids from many sources, including sprinkler systems, underground rivers, and nearby bodies of river uh, bodies of water. You can also affect water within the human body in within technology. I feel like, oh, he's really not imaginative, because like he would have like one of the most powerful things ever be like, oh look, there's this really powerful superhuman about to punch me. Oh well, no, 70% of them are gone now. Like I was just gonna say, like that would be the like the easiest thing if you just like dehydrated people if you just took the water from their bodies come on missed opportunity take the water from them like be like you're not that's literally the plot of the 1960s batman movie is they they dehydrate (laughs) oh yeah it is piles of dust they all turn different color dust too like based on what they're wearing it it did not make sense (laughs) but like i just feel i just feel like really an unimaginative man well, like just I mean, a basic science lesson from like middle school would tell you I could defeat anyone I want. I mean, basically he's a waterbender from before when, you know, from before Avatar the Last Airbender. And yeah, one of the much. best things they ever came up with in that show was the idea of bloodbending. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking about the blood too. What if you could take the blood from someone's body? That'd be so gross and messed well, if up. He could, mm-hmm. If he could do if he could do like oil and stuff like that, like really he should be a god, like pretty much. But like, uh, but much like Electro and like a lot of other elemental-based uh, people, he's too dumb to realize it. Like, this should be a major threat. But well, like, <clears throat> like you said, it's like he can control molecules. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, that's like, kind of wild. Like, like he's just not just not water though. Like other like oil. Like, just imagine. All of the stuff like he could do, and he's just not doing it. Um, the other thing is like he can also like he also does like the Green Lantern thing where he makes a giant fist with water to punch people. 
Um, he can also propel himself on jets of liquid at vast distances at speeds of up to 35 miles an hour, which mm. is faster than running, but also slower than most cars. So, I mean, that'd be a great I way to know. commute around town. That's how fast I drive around here. Yeah, it'd be, no, it'd be great if, like, going around the city, but, like, you know, I just feel like if, I don't know, I, I just feel like if you could just get in a regular car and, like, you know, out outpace them, like, you're, you know, you have a, you have a heads up, basically. Yeah, but you never there. have to refill the gas tank, which these days, that says a lot. Well, he can mm-hmm. also take the gas from people, people's gas tanks, which, another thing, he's, he's so wasted. <clears throat> um, he also... He can't control liquids once they've been converted into solid or gaseous states. Uh, and when it, and when his powers are enhanced by the mystic uh, Moondark, he was able to make his constructs larger, and he was immune to Hellfire. So, yeah. So that's, that's him. Do you have anything to say about Aqueduct before we do trivia time? I still wish he had become a physical piece of architecture. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so much better, honestly. But, but yeah, let's do trivia time. Hey, did you, did you remember anything I just told you about? Okay, so this one is going to be for Jessica. <clears throat> Where did Van Zant attack Ghost Rider for the first time? It was on a studio set. You remember what the show name was? Ooh, that I do not. But I do okay. remember it was a studio uh, set. I'll give, you, I'll give you half a point. It was Stuntmaster TV. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) okay and uh mike Mm -hmm. who did who did uh van sant fight who did van sant fight after dr doom uh used his aggression enhancer on him oh he attacked the fantastic four you said during the uh during the early hearings for the Superhero Registration Act, or the, you got the original, Ex- yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, you guys, you guys got it. So, yeah. So, uh, what do y'all have to plug? Go for it, Jess. So you can find us at tencenttakes.com. Uh, we are on social media as Tencent Takes, all one word, and we release episodes every other Thursday. Um. Yeah. So. If you want to support me, uh, there's several ways. You can go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram to look not only look at the people we are uh, talking about, but also the covers and some additional panels and whatnot. <coughs> you can also go to patreon.com slash Alphabet Flight to, you know, throw me a dollar or two because that'd be very helpful. And uh, you can also listen to my other podcast. Why am I blanking? Over ri- into Riverdale, our our episode by episode. Re- uh, well, right now it's reacting. Now we're we caught up on where we actually watched the original time. Well, we watch an episode by episode of Riverdale. Um, we just got on to season five, and uh, we're mostly just waiting to get to season six now because uh, we we keep on getting spoiled on what happened, and apparently Cheryl Blossom turned into the Phoenix somehow. Uh, so, you know, that's fun. So listen, listen to that, I guess. And, uh, yeah, this has been Alphabet Flight and may Conchie protect you through all of your night travels. Good night. Mm-hmm.